ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930 present The Drive. Welcome in. It's the Tuesday, August 2nd edition. Your drive begins now on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. Thanks for tuning in. We've got a fun show today because Chris Grassi, the head coach of the Marshall men's soccer team, is going to join us here the next few minutes. The preseason cold polls out. Easy for me to say. The coach's poll is out. And we'll talk about where the herds ranked in relation to the rest of the teams. There are three, count them, three Sunbelt teams ranked in the preseason top 25. So we'll talk to coach about that here in the next few minutes. But doesn't mean we won't talk to you as well. We've got the phone line open, and we've got the text line fired up, ready to go. We're going to do that today. Text line is 304-396-TALK. That's 304-396-8255. So that's fired up, ready to go for you. You can also find me on Twitter, at Paul Swan. So however you want to be a part of the program, we've got that available for you. It's been a busy day, not only in the National League the American League. It's trade deadline day. We've got news coming out of the NFL, and we've got a little Marshall news to start your day with as well. Let's start with that. Marshall offensive lineman Alex Millette. Well, you know what? He's back in the league. He has signed with the Indianapolis Colts, so congratulations to him. That was a great little item to start my day with, finding out that he was back playing for now the Colts. Hopefully that's going to stick for him, and I look forward to seeing what he can do with Indianapolis. Speaking of the NFL, suspending the Miami Dolphins owner for six, I think it was a six months, and a hundred, not hundred, I'm sorry, 1.5 million for tampering. So Stephen Ross is fined 1.5 million and suspended for tampering with Tom Brady and Sean Payton following a six-month investigation, which was stemming from the discrimination lawsuit that Brian Flores filed against the league. And the investigation found that the Dolphins didn't intentionally lose games during the 2019 season, but the team had some impermissible communication with Tom Brady and his agent, also Peyton's agent, same guy, Don Yee, and the league made the investigation findings out today, put that out there, and, and basically said that um, $1.5 million for tampering, suspended for six months to uh, Stephen Ross, and here's the big one. The NFL stripped the Dolphins of their 2023 first-rounder. That's a first-round draft pick. And the 2024 third-round pick for violating the integrity of the game. So no draft pick in 2023 in the first round for the Dolphins and the third round in 2024 also going bye-bye. Now, we've been following baseball the probably closer to home news today. First of all, Jose Quintana is uh, staying in the central, but the Pirates dealt him. So their lefty, their starting pitcher, goes to the Cardinals. 20 starts this season. Quintana is uh, Quintana is three and five with a 3.50 ERA. 
and 89 strikeouts. St. Louis also acquired reliever Chris Stratton in the deal while sending John Avedio and Malcolm Nunez to Pittsburgh. So we'll have more on that. We've got Pirates baseball coming up tonight. It is starting at 640 right here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Also, the bigger news today, the San Diego Padres have agreed to a deal to acquire outfielder Juan Soto and first baseman Josh Bell from the Washington Nationals. So that's the big news today. If you're a Nationals fan right now, you are sad. And I've seen some National fans on social media. Very sad news today. You lose one of your favorite players. You lose really two good ones, Josh Bell, and you lose Juan Soto. It's as if the rebuild is on. It's as if the memories of a few years ago feel like maybe it happened a long time ago. You were a championship team. Now look at you. So uh, not a good day for Washington Nationals fans. If you are a Nationals fan, uh, this is tough to swallow. At the same time, uh, it happens all the time. Happens all the time. You see, you know, teams evaluate and decide to go for the future or build for now. And of course, also, you know, you're trying to figure out how you're going to pay for all this. So that's a that's a pretty tough one that swallowed today if you are a Nationals fan. So what do we got coming up on the show? Well, as I mentioned, we got your text coming in, and we'll do that 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. We'll hear from Chris Grassi in a few minutes. We're going to talk about the the soccer schedule. Of course, we're going to talk about the preseason poll. That's the big one. So we'll do that when we continue. And we'll get your phone calls and texts and all that's coming up on this edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Welcome back to the Tuesday, August 2nd edition. The Drive continues on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. The coaches polls out the United Soccer Coaches preseason poll. And there are three teams represented from the Sun Belt in the top 25. West Virginia University comes in at number six. University of Kentucky comes in at number eight. And your Marshall Thundering Herd coming in at number 14. And talk a little bit about that and the upcoming season. The head coach of the Marshall men's soccer team, Chris Grassi, is with us. And how do you feel about that? You come in as the hunter instead of the hunted. Do you like that position? Uh you know, I think I'd rather be number one, you know, just because that means we just won it the previous year generally. Um, but, yes, I do like uh, building back up and having to re-earn it, you know, and being able to chase down, you know, some of the teams in our conference, WVU, Kentucky, that are ahead of us in the poll, you know, gives us some great ammunition and, and obviously makes their jobs a little bit harder. Also, the fact that you're forming a brand new, well, reforming a new league in the Sun Belt, new teams, and already you have three teams in the top 25, and I'm sure that's just going to get better. So that's going to make you feel good as well, knowing that the quality continues. And really, it's you and the affiliate members that are really anchoring this right now, and you hope the rest of the league catches up with you. Yeah, for sure. That's that's definitely uh, how it is. But, you know, we've talked about this before, Paul. We put a lot of work into building this conference and to get WVU 
Kentucky, making sure this was a home for you know the top soccer teams in the country, and making sure with, with the conference Sunbelt administration has been fantastic uh, with you know making sure that men's soccer is going to be the best it can possibly be, and we're going to be in the top three in the country. And so this is just kind of a signal of that. And yeah, we hope you know next year there's you know six, eight teams from our from our conference in the in the top 25 next year because that means we all had such a great year this year. Chris Grassi is my guest, head coach of the Marshall men's soccer team. So you look at these preseason polls, and of course, you know, they're great to talk about, and you'd love to be number one because, as you mentioned, you know, that means you won it the previous season. But really, in the grand scheme of things, you know, how do you approach this with your team? Because you know they're going to look at it. They're going to see it. You know, is, is this something that it's great, but this really doesn't matter, or is this something that you can focus on with your team a little bit more? Um, it's something we probably won't even we won't even mention. We won't even talk about. I think that the the pressure of trying to be number one and trying to live up to that um, isn't there this year. But look, we're 14th in in the poll, I believe. And so, you know, there's if that was a league of of 25, we're we're about mid table, which is where you know we if you look at the you know over the sort of five year course that I've been here, the fact that we are constantly in the top 10 and the in the top five is is great, and, and we should be recognized, I feel like, as a top 25 team every year. And then we're going to be competing for number one, but we just don't really have any of those pressures that we had last year, you know, being defending national champions. And um, we're also coming off a fantastic spring with this new group of players, you know, so we got to see what the new guys can do. Um, and so, like, everything, everything's, you know, we're in a great, in a great spot right now without uh, actually having kicked the ball or competed for anything. So it feels... Um, it feels like we're in the right spot for the guys' mentality to be ranked sort of at 14, still in the top 25, but we still have a ton of work to do. We want to be the best here. We want to be national champs. So kind of gives us that, you know, a good snapshot of where we are, but in, in a good way to go to be the best, you know. How have um, how have preparations been at this point? Where, where are you at in your mind and uh, how, how well do you feel about it and where do you need to be? Um, I feel I feel really really good about it. You know, it was 2020 before the 2020 season. We, we just talking about this today. You know, we changed. We had a new goalkeeper. We had three uh, like three new defenders um, coming into that back four, and we had some new guys to kind of bet in. And we didn't really know what the season was going to be like. I feel all of that optimism. I keep looking at the the squad is. Um, you know, on paper right now, I feel like it's very strong. We have 16, 17 guys. We feel like we're going to be competing and pushing for minutes and you know give us some really good depth and i feel like the you know the schedule is pretty good like we're, we're home we don't really have any home stretches or away stretches we're just home away home away um with a nice rotation so i feel like we're in everything's set up to be to be super successful and i'm i mean i'm really excited about it it's it seems you know with the short turnaround last year from the the covid season to the the fall season you know just felt like it there was no real time to kind of get enthusiastic about the season. And this, this year feels like there's been too long again, you know, where it's just like, okay, can we, can the season just get here? Uh, and we're, you know, we're, we're very, very excited about it. And I feel really positive. I think we've got to, judging by the spring, we've got a good hungry group that listen, that like each other, that want to be together um, and that want to win and play, you know, really good, really good soccer, really entertaining soccer. I think we've got a, a great chance of being national champs again. Just uh, obviously, 
we've got to focus on taking care of the conference because the conference is so good, as you just mentioned, um, that if we can do that, you know, great things will happen. You get things started in 10 days, one hour, 39 minutes, and at this <laughs> recording, nine seconds as the countdown clock is on your schedule. And obviously, uh, you can't wait. You're on the road for an exhibition game against Rio Grande. Talk to me a little bit about Rio and you know what does Rio offer for you as far as a, a test, a challenge to get you ready for the season? Yeah, I mean, Scott Morrissey's their coach, great coach. Um, they're always one of the top teams in the NAIA. You know, they're very local. We kind of play them every year. You know, we play them in the spring, we play them in the fall. They come here, we go there. Um, it's, it's a really good test. Look, it's for both of us, for both teams, it's about three days, four days in the preseason. And so it's just a, a good time to put, you know, some of those we'll be doing two days until we get there. So we'll have two. We start actually training with the guys on Tuesday, although many of them have been back for captain's practices through the summer. So we should be in, we should be in good shape. But it's that real first test to kind of, okay, here's the six sessions. I think we're going to have six training sessions over three days to kind of get the philosophy of play, the style of playing. And then when we go to Rio, it's going to be, you know, implementation. But also, you know, it's a chance we'll, we'll probably get 45 minutes Um for the entire squad, you know, so we'll have, uh, I think we'll play three, three halves, so, so a full game and then an extra half to get guys some, some minutes and just make get that match fitness and see if they're implementing the things that we've been talking to them about over the first six days. And then it gives us a real chance, okay, we need to improve this, we need to improve that. So we just get a real, real good luck. And, you know, Rio Grande's a, a very good text. It'll be organized, it'll be well coached. And so it gives us a real um, opportunity to see, you know, what we can do to defend what they're going to bring at us and how we can attack them and, you know, the guys getting our, you know, philosophy down and understanding what we're asking them and asking of them in certain situations. Would you feel this confident if you didn't have spring league? If you were in this position now without that, would you feel as confident about where you're at and you know, just as a way to continue the progress of, of men's soccer uh, and the college level, that spring game really when we talked about it, uh, win or lose, you were happy to be actually playing it. Uh, for sure, for sure. I think that's that's spring league. No, um, to answer your question, no, I wouldn't be. I mean, I might be as confident because I believe in us, but I think in, in having some uh, evidence to back up that confidence, I feel like no, I wouldn't be wouldn't be as confident. I wouldn't I wouldn't know for sure that you know the guys who played in the spring can execute in the defensive schemes, the the possession based football. Um, you know, the different philosophies that we're trying to teach them about the way we want to play, because that was a, essentially a new group playing for the first time. We had some new players in there, guys playing in new positions, guys taking claim to a position for this year. So, no, I mean, if we didn't have the spring games, obviously the the game against Louisville, you know, they were pretty much unchanged from the team that, you know, finished joint top with Clemson in, the, in their ACC division. So, you know, we were able to smash them at home and we were able to, you know, really, you know, have some of the guys step up and, and, and take new leadership roles and, you know, so we're, we're going to be a different team and we, we learned that in the spring. And so I understand a little bit more about, you know, the pulse of, of this group, you know, the things that they're going to be strong at and the things that we can count on and the things that we have to make sure are always, you know, on point. And then the other things we're going to need to work on, you know, so I think without that competitive soccer in the spring to really sort of prove what we can do, I don't think I would have been as, as rightfully confident. Single season, Match tickets now on sale. We need to talk about that. How you um, 
Yeah, how are ticket sales going? Have you got an update on that? Because you look at the schedule, and I don't think we need to sell it any more than we already have, but you have a ranked WVU coming in. That's going to be a great match. You have a ranked Pittsburgh team coming in. Uh, and, yep. and top to bottom, this is just going to be a tough schedule because you know, none of the teams in the Sun Belt are just going to lay down for you just because you're the new kid on the block. You're not going to lay down for you. So uh, how are ticket sales going? And um, how's um, how's the goal to try to get a little bit more expansion in there, fit as many people as you can? I know that push continues for you. Yeah, so, you know, with the tickets, I haven't had a, I haven't had an update recently. I'll have to... Uh... I'll have to get with Cole and, and see where we're at with, with tickets. I know there's been a lot of phone calls about people sitting with certain people in areas, and I know we look, we're having a big green tent this year. It's going to be like a private bar area where you know big green members can, can come in and drink and um, look in the corner and kind of have that like sort of private VIP feel. And then we've added the facilities guys have been great. Chris Luma, Andrew Brown, they've got um, the the – we have all the bleachers that used to be in the indoor. They're kind of running along the length of the fence where the benches used to be on the opposite side to the, the stadium. So I think we're up to about 2,500 uh, seats or 2,500, you know, people that we can fit into the fit into the building. So, you know, hopefully we can stretch a little bit for the WVU game and and, and break 3,000 or break the record and, and, you know, go from there. But for every other game, I think we're going to have plenty of good seats. Uh, I know we have some you know, exciting sort of developments with the with the stadium itself. I know there's a video board coming, probably not for this year, but for, for next year. This year we're going to have um, sort of signage boards, so it's going to look much more like a professional venue with the, the signage boards all the way around, which will kind of create that barrier, but still, you know, give the fans a um, really good view of the stadium and, and kind of give them something to bang on at times and kind of make it feel a much more enclosed space where the, the crowd is right on top of you. So, we're definitely taking small steps. I, I mean, I think over the next, you know, five to ten years, we're going to take some giant steps in in the direction of increasing the stadium and the feel and the capacity. Um, but but right now, I think, you know, interest is very high, and the stadium is, you know, we're, we're trying the best we can to accommodate as many people and give them as a, a fantastic experience. You know, when they get there, where they can, you know, they can go buy, they can go buy their drinks. They can they can kind of sit in a section with the student, whether it be the student section or Annex Twenty Five Fifty. You know, supporters uh, group, you know, everybody will have their sections where, you know, they can go with their, their friends and, you know, enjoy the experience and, and have a great time. Chris Grassi is with me, the head coach of the Marshall Men's Soccer Team. Uh, something else I want to talk to you about. Uh, I noticed this the other day, and so I, I talked to uh, talked to a couple other coaches uh, kind of get a feel for what's going on. Uh, there's been some rebranding of sorts, and I noticed that every coach and every social media account – uh, is offering an opportunity for fans to buy gear, Marshall soccer branded gear, and of course, a lot of this is going to help out the uh, now the championship fund. So, if you could talk a little bit about that, because you know every dollar counts, and this is stuff that you can buy if you're a Marshall soccer fan, and it goes towards your program and helps you uh, continue what you're trying to do. Oh, sure, yeah. I mean, this is so the 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 the. The merchandise and, you know, Taylor Hickman's done a great job of putting all that together, you know, so fans can actually go in and buy something that has the, you know, the M the Herd logo, um, which is our, you know, true logo, something with, with men's soccer on it, so they can buy official Marshall gear, Nike gear um, for, for all the teams, not just our team, but you can buy specific gear for each team that you support. And then part of that money goes into the championship fund. Now, the championship fund is, I think it's a great idea. It's, 
you know, Christian Spears has come in and he's, he's wanted to change a few, well, more than a few things, but definitely in a positive direction. Look, a championship fund, put your money where your mouth is. We want to be a championship school. We want to win many championships. You know, we want to win another national championship. It's right to name the funds, championship funds. So how do these funds, how does this fundraising help you win national championships? You know, what's your, what's your spend, uh, what's the spend needed? What do you need to spend on to be able to win? You know, and so kind of rebranding the championship funds and then also giving, you know, giving everybody a chance to contribute to that fund by buying some martial gear, buying some gear that maybe they couldn't buy uh, previously with, with uh, sports-specific uh, IDs and logos on, I think is, is a great idea. And I'm, I'm all for it. I think it's a fantastic initiative. Okay. Now, I just want to make sure – I want to point this out. I'm not trying to get anybody into trouble, but um, I see the, the, the soccer gear on, on the website. It's on social media. I'm, I don't see the star, so you might want to make sure I get my star over the logo. I want my that star. Is an amazing point, and nothing we have should, should everything we have should kids should have the star on as well. So let me uh, let me get with management and tell them tell them that's been brought to my attention, and we'll we'll fix we'll rectify that. Just just tell them it's me. Get me in trouble. Blame me. <laughs> I, I, I'm the guy. But I, I'm sure you know, I'm sure it's not the final design. But I just want to make sure because I don't want you to get that phone call when someone gets their brand new Marshall soccer shirt and they're excited and they open it up and they don't see the star. I know how fans are. No, you are. You know, you you probably saved me many many phone calls. So I'm glad you uh, I'm glad you caught that. That's what I'm here for, we'll, we'll, Coach. I'm here for you. That's what I'm, <laughs> I'm here for. Uh, I'm excited. This is going to be fun. Uh, the, the schedule looks great. Uh, exhibition should be fun. Uh, you've got some really um, challenging matches coming up. Uh, you've got at least a couple of ranked opponents to face off at home, so fans should really uh, enjoy the season. And I like the way that – and we talked about this before, so this might be uh, old news to some, but just the way that the league is handling scheduling – uh, I think you're going to see better, higher-quality soccer because I don't think you're going to be run ragged with this schedule, and still it's going to be competitive. Yeah, no, you're 100% right. I mean, that's such a – it seems like such modern thinking, but it's, it's so so common, so much common sense to say we need rest in between games so we'll produce, you know, the best the best soccer that we can. And, and you're right, the Sun Belt have been amazingly supportive and on board with our ideas right away uh, – of you know we've gone back again in the season here, so we play Kentucky. I think on the the weekend of the sixteenth, um, we play Kentucky as our first game. So we have those uh, three weekends at the beginning of the season to be able to schedule some good non-conference opponents, but without you know overburdening where we're playing a game with only one or two days rest. And then through the season, you know we the the well, the back end of the season is amazing with the Sun Belt. So you know we'll play a couple of midweek Sun Belt games, but basically using conference games instead of non-conference midweek games so we can have a great conference tournament, you know, and so we can play, you know, a, a Sunday, Wednesday, Sunday schedule, you know, for a conference tournament, quarterfinal, semifinal, final, you know, with, with proper rest and recovery. And, you know, the amount of times that Conference USA try to make the point, if we play Wednesday, Friday, Sunday for our championship, our teams generally, Conference USA teams generally didn't go past the third round in the NCAA tournament because that fatigue catches up with you Exactly when the sports scientists tell you it will, you know, like two weeks, like a week later, or, you know, you play one game, you get past, you get past it, and then you go to the next game, and all that fatigue from the 
that ridiculous conference tournament schedule catches up with you. And now we won't have that. We'll have, you know, lots of rest and recovery in between the game or appropriate rest and recovery between games. And so the product will be better. The, the student athletes will have a better experience and our conference will be stronger. Chris Grassi, my guest. Again, the first exhibition match is on Friday, August 12th. That's at Rio Grande. Easy drive for Herd fans. And then first home exhibition match will be on Sunday, August 14th against Radford. And then you get things started off um, after the exhibition match with uh, Maryland, which is going to be tough as well. Uh, you'll kick things off at home uh, August 25th against VCU. At, uh, they're all for real, but uh, you keep records uh, starting on August 25th. That's right. I think it's, uh, the, you know, preseason, you know, you want to win games. You know, we're just all competitive people, and so we want to win the games. But really it's about getting our style of play implemented, making sure that we are fit enough to defend the way we'd like to defend, making sure we're composed enough, and we are, you know, making the right decisions and, and results in the first pre and preseason are not really that important. But you're right, once we get to VCU, we want to be flying. You know, we want to, you know, get a, a start the season off with a home win, get our fans you know, used to winning at home and, you know, used to creating a, a, an environment that helps us win by singing and chanting and, and supporting the team. And, you know, we want to kind of start off on the right foot. And you're right, August 25th, they start keeping score. They, they start tracking results and they start uh, making their predictions for national champions and national tournament teams. So we definitely want to be winning when it comes around to the, the VCU game. Chris Grassi, my guest, head coach of the Marshall men's soccer team. I appreciate you doing this on such short notice. Uh, when the rankings came out today, I thought this would be a great chance to get you back here. Let's talk a little uh, soccer with the herd, and uh, hopefully um, we can do it again real soon. Um, good luck in the preseason, and uh, we'll get back to you here in a few weeks. Of course, Paul. Yeah, thanks for having me on. I appreciate the support. That's Chris Grassi, head coach of the Marshall men's soccer team. we got more coming up. It's The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Welcome back. It's Tuesday. It's August 2nd. It's The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. We've got the text line open for you now. We'll that at 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. If you weren't with us a few minutes ago. Chris Grassi was my guest, the head coach of the Marshall Men's Soccer Team. You can, get, you can get that interview later if you missed it on our podcast. All you have to do is find us and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And you can listen to the interview. And, of course, you'll never miss a show if you are a follower. So it will come right to you. So I appreciate everyone who listens on the podcast. I appreciate you listening right now. And if you are listening, no matter if it's on the podcast or if it's on the airwaves, you can find me on Twitter. Let me know. Let me know where you're watching from as well. Or listening. Watching. Yeah, that's me thinking that, yeah, that's a slip. Hoping that we'll eventually get video streaming in here. But where are you listening from? I'm kind of curious. And I've come to find out that there are some interesting locations that people are downloading the show from. So if you're one of those people, thank you very much. Uh, the The audience is a lot wider than I thought, and it was really simple. I just asked you to tell me where you're at, and I'm finding out that you're all over the place. So I appreciate that very much. So that's just me th- saying thank you to you as uh, transitioning back here. I, I don't have the intern. He's going to be filling in for me tomorrow. 
I've got to take a day tomorrow, and he's going to step in tomorrow. And I believe Lindsey Webb from the Charleston Dirty Birds is going to be on the show for the usual Wednesday get-together. So there's that. And Christian's going to be uh, stepping in for me next week as well, as um, the intern is uh, now going to be uh, on staff, believe it or not. So our intern has uh, officially been hired, and so he's going to be filling in for me next week, and he's going to do a fantastic job, and he's going to be on your radio airwaves a, a little bit more here in the next few weeks, and I'll tell you about that in a few weeks. That's that's called a tease. So I'm teasing what's happening. So I uh, just wanted to uh, take a moment and thank you, and of course, I uh, think uh, Christian's going to do a fantastic job filling in for me tomorrow, and of course... I know he's going to be excited to talk about the trade deadline. Uh, something he does, he has a YouTube channel. And I'll let you tell, I'll let him tell you about that. He has a YouTube channel where he's breaking down highlights of, and today he's probably having a blast editing, grabbing highlights of uh, people on the trade deadline, and, and he gets a lot of people who follow that YouTube channel. So I'm going to let him talk about that if he wants to promote that. But you want a lot of baseball talk tomorrow? Christian is going to be your guy. He loves it. He eats it up, and he's a big Pirates fan, as we've kind of documented before. Uh, speaking of the Pirates in action tonight, we've got that for you right here on ESPN 94.1. And AM 9:30 as the Pirates are in action, taking on Milwaukee. It is uh, going to be an interesting showdown, I think. I think the uh, the Brewers are going to win this series, but Pittsburgh hasn't been bad. Pittsburgh hasn't been bad, and we'll talk more about that. And we'll get your phone calls and text in. And we'll open the text line up right now. 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. More on this edition of The Drive in ESPN 94.1 in AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Our text line is 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. Keep that in your phone. We're about a month away from the start of college football for the Thundering Herd. Get a feeling you're going to be using it soon, so keep that in your phone. Of course, you can use it now. Again, that's 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. We're looking back. It's the drive on ESPN. 94.1 and AM 9:30. We've got Pirates baseball coming up tonight. First pitch is set for 7:05. It's going to be the Pirates taking on the Brewers, number one in the NL Central, against the fifth best team in the NL Central. Bryce Wilson on the mound for the Pirates tonight. Corbin Burns on the mound for Milwaukee. And I'll tell you what. I think I like Milwaukee in this, but Key Brian Hayes has been pretty good so far. I've become a big fan of Key Brian Hayes. As of right now, he's got uh, 17 doubles, three triples, 
You like the stats. Five home runs and 29 RBI, and he's hitting 246. He's been pretty good. He's been pretty good. So I, I'm a big fan of his. So I like him. I hope that uh, things continue in the right direction. Uh, and this is, um, again, I, I think I like the Brewers in this one, but we're going to find out tonight, and we got it for you. 7.05, first pitch. You can listen to it right here on ESPN, 94.1 and AM 9.30. Baseball is starting to wind down. See, for me, baseball is winding down. I know we've got – it feels like six more months of baseball, but it's starting to wind down for me because we've got football coming up here soon. I am in that mode right now. I want to just I want to talk football. I want to talk high school football. I want to talk college football. I want to talk pro football. I just I am back in that mode now. I want to talk football, and we are so close to talk about something other than. How's the team going to look? How are they in practice? All of that stuff is fine. It's great. I want to talk about games. I want to talk about actual games. What is going to happen? What happened? What's going to happen the next week? Why did I want to talk about that? I'm in that mode right now. I want to get into all of that. And so we're about 30-some days away. I haven't looked officially at the... At the calendar. I know it's soon. I'll tell you what. We'll do it right now. Let's go ahead. Because, again, the countdown clock is on the schedule page. Overheardzone.com. One of my favorite features. Uh, we are 31 days. As of this moment, 31 days, 21 hours, 38 minutes, and 8 seconds. Until September 3rd at 3.30 p.m. against Norfolk State. The opener for the Thundering Herd. It's Hall of Fame weekend. It's also Spirit Day. That doesn't matter. It's it's the first game. And I was telling you yesterday how I felt about this being I think I think we're underestimating the value of Norfolk State. Now Gardner-Webb, we'll talk about them in a few weeks. We'll have a better read on Gardner-Webb before October 1st. That's fine. But Norfolk State, I think we're underestimating the value in this game. I know it's not a sexy opponent. I get it. It's not a oh-wow game. Your oh-wow game is the road game against Notre Dame. That's your oh wow game. Instead, you've got a competitive schedule here. Sunbelt schedule makes up for a lot of the things you probably don't like about the non-conference schedule. Like, sure. How many of you are excited to play Bowling Green? I think that'll be a, a good, solid game. Notre Dame is going to be the Notre Dame game. But honestly... I think this is the best you're going to get for this schedule because you want Norfolk State to be a tune-up for Notre Dame. And then Bowling Green should be a a good game. And then Troy will be your first introduction to Sunbelt football. And let's get one thing straight. Troy, 
Troy didn't uh, do Marshall any favors uh, the last couple of times that the Herd played Troy. So Troy's not going to just roll over and say, oh, here comes the Herd. And then, of course, then you got the Gardner-Webb game, which serves as, again, a lot of this is, you know, scheduling uh, by necessity. Because I would rather tune up against Gardner-Webb before I get to Louisiana. Honestly, I would rather tune up. I'm okay with this. I'm good with this entire schedule. And I'm not going to say, oh, I'm not going to go to the Herd game because it's Norfolk State. One, I don't have that luxury anyway because it's my job. But two, Herd, Marshall's playing. That's always been my attitude. Marshall's playing. Let's let's just be happy about it. Let's be happy that's the schedule and work towards tomorrow. Work towards having a successful season and the schedule will be the schedule. The schedule's the schedule. What's the most important thing here? Win as many games as you can. One, in my mind, win it win as many games as you can. Two, win the East Division. Three, win the conference championship game. And four, win the bowl game. You remember, I don't know if some of you remember, I would go into the Shoei and Bob Pruitt would have the goals right there. What are we doing? What are the goals? Um, undefeated at home. I mean, you go right into the Shoei and it's right there. You see it. Undefeated at home. Winning record on the road. Win the division. Win conference championship game. Win the bowl right there for for every player to see. It wasn't schedule hard opponents. It's just like, okay, here's the schedule. This is, it is what it is. The goal's the same. And honestly, I think that this year you don't worry about this as much with Norfolk State and with Gardner Webb. Instead, you focus on you got Notre Dame on the schedule. Bowling Green will be a, a good game. And you open up with uh, Troy on the road in the Sun Belt. Those are the things I'm focusing on as far as the schedule is concerned. And getting ready for Louisiana. The blackout game, by the way, it's the blackout game. Wear black. And I appreciate what they're doing on the schedule these, uh, this year. They're, you know, they're actually making sure that you know what's going on. I appreciate that because – we know Coastal Carolina is going to be homecoming. We know that App State game is going to be the 1970 team memorial game. We know that. So appreciate that. Uh, we also know that uh, Georgia State is going to be youth day. And we know that the blackout game is going to be Louisiana. Wear your black. Wear the black, by the way. Wear the black. Don't be, well, it's not our it's not our color. Don't be that fan. Just wear the black. The kids like the black. Wear the black. I like I like the black as an accent color. I'm totally flipped on the turf because it does make it pop. I've totally flipped on that. Before, I was not into it. I was you. You know what? 
I can change, you can too. Wear the black. Put the black on. It's one game. Wear the black. Do a blackout. It'll be fine. It'll be it'll be fun. And um, make it a big deal. Louisiana's coming in. And again, uh, if you want to be successful in the Sun Belt, sell out the Joan. Right? Not, I'm going to wait till they have a good schedule. Well, here it is. I mean, <laughs> Louisiana, that's pretty good. Coastal's really good. Uh, App State's really good. Georgia State's really good. Um, there you go. Sun Belt. I, I, there, I, there's not a pushover in this uh, in this schedule on the Sun Belt side. There's not. Tell me the pushover. Can you do it? Louisiana? No. Troy? No. James Madison? Don't sleep on them. Coastal? No. Old Dominion knows Marshall well, so it's not as if that's going to be easy. App State? Well, they beat the herd last year. Georgia Southern? It's in Statesboro. That should be fun. And then Georgia State? That's a that's a program that's got a lot of potential, and they're picked ahead of the herd. So you know what I'm saying here is um, this is going to be a fun season. All right. That's football talk for the day. Thanks for tuning in. We're going to do it again tomorrow. Christian Palmer, more than likely going to be your guest host. Then I'll be back officially on Thursday and Friday. And then Christian's going to take over for me for a week next week. I look forward to, to hearing um, him. If you like baseball, Christian is your guy. He definitely loves baseball a lot. So have a great night, everyone. We will talk to you soon. WRBC Huntington, W227BS Huntington, your flagship home of the Marshall Thundering Herd and The Drive with Paul Swan, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930.